the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings, it's meeting time, and today we're going to continue our road to recovery by introducing the second step of our journey that we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. In step one, we admitted our powerlessness and unmanageability of our lives. We admitted complete defeat in stopping this deadly progression of addiction. And step two describes the process by which we look outside ourselves for a power that can and will stop this addictive lifestyle. Step one addresses our powerlessness. Step two confronts us with the reality of our mental illness. This step strongly suggests that living in the bondage of addiction is insanity. Insanity is repeating the same mistakes and expecting different results. Now, as you're listening, you may be forming an opposing thought. You, like others, may feel that insanity is too harsh a description of your condition. But if we take an honest and realistic look at our lives, we'll realize we've been anything but sane. So let's retrace our steps. What usually begins innocently, having fun, seeking pleasure, relief or comfort, in a short period of time becomes a coping mechanism for avoiding the reality of life, life problems, and responsibilities. And before you know it, this coping mechanism turns against us. And instead of relief and comfort, we find more difficulties and troubles on the horizon. And about this time, Satan and his gang, the demons, come on the scene. They creep into our minds and they affect us with the obsession and compulsion to continue doing that which is destroying our lives. We also destroy the lives of others. And the pain of guilt, shame, hardship, disappointment can wear down the faith and confidence in God. And our belief in God and in Jesus Christ is nullified. And our faith has been overthrown by a sinful demonic disease called addiction. Satan enslaves our mind, body, and soul, and eventually we think of putting a halt to this demonic lifestyle less and less. Our behaviors and thoughts become getting, using, and finding ways and means to get more. We have to use. We have to feed our addiction. That's insanity. Now, recovery literature describes our state of mind as we continue obeying Satan's demands. We forget what our life was like before we started on this road to destruction. We acquire strange habits and mannerisms. We forget how to work, play, express ourselves, and how to show concern for others. We forget how to feel. And in our diseased thinking, we justify our actions. We deny that we have a problem. We become self-centered, we isolate, and we blame others for our downfall. All true signs of abnormal thinking. Doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results, that's insane. 
ignoring warning signs that our life is spiraling out of control. Insane. And destroying ourselves and our loved ones is total insanity. So take a realistic look at your life. If I've described your nightmarish existence, if you're living with a secret addiction, is there any doubt that you need to be restored to sanity? Okay, let's assume we've just admitted we could be bit part actors in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Now, let's discuss the solution to this mental anguish, to this spiritual warfare. You see, applying the first step to our lives, it leaves us with a void. When we give up control, we need to believe in something or someone outside of ourselves that can restore us from our powerlessness, hopelessness, and insane lifestyle. And that someone is God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit living within us that will triumph in this spiritual warfare. Now, Let's discover some hidden treasures by reviewing the key words in this step, phrases in this step. It starts with we. Eleven of the twelve steps start with we. God works through people, and unless there's an instant healing, we need the support of others. And as discussed last week, this is a we program. The therapeutic value of one addict helping another is without parallel. We have a saying in recovery, I can't, but we can. In Proverbs fifteen twenty two, plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. And then there's, we came. We came to meetings, folks. Another saying, meeting makers make it. There are meetings that address all concerns. Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Gamblers Anonymous, Sex Addiction, Overeaters, 12-Step Christian Meetings, and Al-Anon for family members. And when we attend these meetings, when we listen and talk to others, we begin to witness the restoration of normality in people just like us. This step's called the Hope Step. You see, when you receive the experience and wisdom shared in these meetings, the Holy Spirit will flood you with hope. And then there's, we came to, an addictive lifestyle is like being in a trance. And for me personally, I was in a coma, consumed by obsession and compulsion. I was a slave to the evil one. I existed in a living nightmare. I was like a zombie the walking dead. And after years of failed attempts, I became willing and ready to seek help. I was admitted to several treatment facilities for an extended period of time. I had to be in a safe environment to protect myself from my deteriorated thought process. I attended meetings on a regular basis. I sought support for my predecessors. I found a sponsor that guided me through these 12 steps. And I received godly counseling and prayer from the pastors that were in my life. Treatment, meetings, prayers, and the wisdom shared by those that traveled this journey before me gave me hope. The obsession and the compulsion left me. I came out of the trance, out of this living nightmare. I woke up. And if you're honest, open-minded, and willing to go to any lengths to be restored to sanity you too will receive this wake-up call. And then we came to believe. 
This step is also called the faith step. Hope can only become a reality by witnessing the miracles of others and placing our faith in God's almighty power. The word believe can be defined as faith. And what is faith? In Hebrews 11.1, 1, we learn, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. Finally, our belief is in a power greater than ourselves that could restore us to sanity. Trust me, witnessing the recovery of others is a power in itself. However, no human being is able to break these chains of addiction. This is a Christian meeting, and our faith of restoration is in the author of the Bible, the one and only true God. Now, I know this to be true. As much as we want to believe that God will remove this obsession and compulsion, this zombie-like, walking dead, insane existence, some of you have nagging doubts. Some of you fear that you're too far gone, that you're a hopeless case. And I know how you feel because I felt the same way. I thought I was a lost cause. I thought I lost my salvation and I would die separated from God for eternity. And that's simply not true. Satan plants these lies in our minds. You see, with God's power, no one is too far gone or beyond recovery and healing or to find this new way of life. And we learn this in this dramatic historical event I ask you to reference in John 11, verses 37 through 44. If there was anyone that was too far gone to recover from anything, it was Lazarus, a friend of Jesus. He had been dead and buried for four days in a tomb, a cave with the stone covering the entrance. And when Jesus arrived on the scene, he told the people to roll the stone away. And Lazarus' sister Martha, she protested, claiming that the body would be decomposed and smell terribly. But Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believed? Now, here's a life lesson. Christ's proclamation is telling you and me that we must first believe, and then we will see the glory of God's miracle in our lives. Now, before Jesus performed the miracle, he prayed aloud to give glory to God for this soon-to-be resurrection. He prayed audibly so that the people realized that Jesus' actions are in perfect dependence on God the Father. You see, Scripture emphasizes right here the union of the triune God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus came out, still bound in grave clothes. And then he told the people to unwrap him, let him go. And Lazarus was alive. Imagine being there to witness this miracle. Here's another life lesson. Only Christ can raise the dead. But just like he told the people to roll the stone away, to unwrap Lazarus' grave clothes, He gives you and me the task of removing our stones of stubble, our grave clothes of fear, doubt, guilt, shame, hopelessness, and unbelief. And how do we strip ourselves of these grave clothes? How did I remove myself from these obstacles etched in stone? How did I strip myself of the stench of grave clothes? 
I found a Bible teaching church. I went to treatment. I go to meetings and I apply these 12 principles to my life every day. I also know this to be true. The one who has the power over the grave has the same power to restore you and me to sanity and find this new way of life. John fourteen six, Jesus proclaims of the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Faith in Jesus Christ is the only way to know God and receive this power of the Holy Spirit defeating Satan in the spiritual warfare. The Life Recovery Bible emphasizes Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life for anyone seeking recovery. He has the power to forgive our sins, help us overcome our addictions, restore us to sanity, and give us a new life. Now, I said all that to say this, not to accept Christ as our Savior and receive this free gift of salvation and the power to be restored to wholeness is total insanity. Think about that. Next week, we're going to continue on this second step because insane thinking will have us believe this God thing doesn't work for me. And I want you to reference Romans 1, 21 through 23 and Romans 3, 21 through 26. Amen.